0: Last episode, Hugo Award winning author Will McIntosh talked about how his Bridesickle short story went through some massive rewrites to earn the title of Hugo Award winning short story. So we talk more about Tough Revisions. What other stories have you done major rewrites like that that have been we would call very successful?
1: I'm just trying to yeah, I'm trying to think of the stories where I have like seven versions on my hard drive and you know I don't know if other people do this but like I always feel like if I'm going to rewrite I'm going to screw it up and so I create a new file and call it you know Cycle 2 Cycle 3 sure. and um, I mean successful stories i yeah, thinking of the ones I sent to Asimov's and strangely the other three were pretty they were some of the easiest stories to write I mean in the sense of I did revisions but they weren't none of them were major revisions and one um, Midnight Blue it was like I wrote it in two days and I, I did maybe ten minutes of revisions it was, oh wow I wish they, I wish they were all like that, man. But um, uh, like, I, I saw one to inner last year called "The Clown Escapes from Circus Town," and that had there. I had a number seven clown seven on my hard drive. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, that one, yeah, that one, just over and over and over again with you know, pitching things and you know, I think, and there are a few. I think probably every writer has these where you know, I, I think the idea is good, and I just keep trying to write the story. And it's bad every time, and so I never, so I never send it out. It's like I've won. It's basically the idea is, you know, multiple personality disorder that that uh, someone discovers a way to induce multiple personalities without any sort of trauma to actually just just do it, hmm. you know, voluntarily, and you know, kind of starts this cult around it. And I have written that story least four times from beginning to end totally separately you know not revising mm. but just chucking it and starting over and it's still no good <laughs> it's still no good I remember the first time I did it and I put it up on Codex one of the reviewers uh, Matt Joseph I'm kind of this it Joseph Murphy he's he's published and stuff in like realms and, but
0: he he critiqued it and his critique was you've taken an interesting idea and told it in the
1: dullest driest way possible <laughs> <laughs> yeah and yeah and it just i just keep doing reading it over and over again and i just i so trust i mean there are a few a few uh writers on codex who i just i know if they tell me it's no good it's no good. Ian Creasy, who's, who's sold some stuff to Asimov's and been in some years best collections and all that, but he is like the, the best critiquer, just unbelievably good. And it's like, when he tells me something's not that good, it's like, I know it's not. You know, it's like, I it just, it's like, you know, when I see Ian has critique it, it's kind of like, is it any good? Am I going to be able to sell this? And, you know, and if I see, you know, sadly this didn't work for me, it's like, God damn it. Cause, you know, cause he's so perceptive that it's like, you know, I know, I know he's going to be right. I can pretend that he's not going to be right, and I can go send it out. But, don't you know, he, he's
0: just so good at that. Wow, wow. All right. Yeah, I, sh- I should uh, probably join Codex. I haven't. I've always sort of just kind of gone to the interactive face-to-face uh, groups, which the one in Seattle, I, it was actually pretty good, and there's another uh, a fellow who's getting pretty well published. He's an Asmoffs Tim McDaniel. Yeah, if you don't have a Tim McDaniel name, uh-huh. that that's kind of a bummer. In the Seattle area, there are two well-known writers groups. There is the Fairwood Writers and the Seattle Writers Cramp. You can find Seattle Writers Cramp at seattlewriterscramp.wordpress.com Tim McDaniel, yeah. If you don't have a Tim McDaniel name, uh-huh. that, that's kind of a bummer. Well, actually, yeah, I believe he's an Asimov. He's got the longest short story title ever yeah, I just read that story. Yeah, he and I worked together a few times on, on some book events. So, and I, I love that story. Uh-huh. That, that's a, that's just a funny uh-huh. story. The the yeah, the, yeah. mad scientist. Uh-huh. And he reads it really well. The title of Tim's work is "They Laughed at Me in Vienna, and Then Again in Prague, and Then in Belfast, and Don't Forget Hanoi." But I'll show them. I'll show them all. I tell you.
1: You know, if you can get in a live group, it's great. But you know, if you live in rural South Georgia,
0: yeah, it's true. You're going to go online. I actually found a critique group in Chengdu, and they seem to be they seem to be pretty good. So, if you're in China, I highly recommend the Chengdu Bookworm Literary Critique Group. Yeah, and the
1: closest science fiction writer, as far as I know, is Michael Bishop in Stone Mountain, which is right near Atlanta, three hours from here. Mm-hmm. I don't know of any sci-fi writers to know
0: anyone here however you found sci-fi thoughts be it iTunes Stitcher or any of the other podcast aggregation services if you've enjoyed the show go ahead and do us a favor go to wherever you get this podcast and leave us a review even clicking a few stars and this will help out the show in many ways Next episode, we talk with Will about his projects. I'm working on a novel. I don't even have a title for it yet. And I
1: don't even know if it's any good. Um, I sure hope it is, because boy, it takes a long time to write it. But it's about a terrorist attack that happens in New York that kills many, many, many people. And so many people die all at once that it pokes a hole between the world of the living and the world of the dead. And all of the dead basically come back and possess the living. And so what you basically have is a New York where there are half million people who are possessed and are fighting with a dead person for control of their body.